beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. And you have 10 things to tell. This show is about connection with each other and with ourselves. And the hope is that the things we talk about here will be fuel for better conversations and a personal awareness. This is an interactive podcast. Each episode has a prompt and a topic that I want you to take to your journal, text to your best friend, or answer on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 things to tell you podcast. I am Laura Tremaine. Thank you for pressing play. Thank you for choosing a few minutes of your day to be introspective, to think about your own life and growth for taking these prompts into your real life as conversation starters. Today's topic is, who are you talking about? This question came to me during one of my 10 minutes of silence sessions one morning. I've been doing these 10 minutes of silence sessions for a couple of months now. They're not meditations or at least they're not traditional meditation. It is literally just 10 minutes of sitting there alone, quietly, with no distractions, but also with no directives. So I'm not trying to empty my mind. I'm not trying to focus on anything. Anyway, I was sitting there, and one of the things that my brain runs amok with when it gets quiet is that it replays conversations that I've had in the last few days. Sometimes good conversations, but most of the time it's replaying interactions where I wish I had said something differently or 
I wish I hadn't said something at all. The absolute curse of always wanting to talk about my feelings is then I inevitably muck something up when I'm talking about my feelings. I've had 40 years of practice sharing my stuff, but at least once a day, it feels like something comes out of my mouth that I wish I could have a redo on. Anyway, I started thinking about some conversations that I've been in recently where I was talking about someone else, gossiping or analyzing or musing or venting or whatever, when it doesn't take a mirror to realize that I may have been talking about another person, but I was really talking about me. I mean, not me specifically, maybe, but talking about another person's situation or character was really pretty revealing about my own fears or insecurities or just wanting to assert my knowledge in some way. I wanted to look smart or intuitive or something while I was talking about this other person. I was working something out in my own mind by gabbing on and on about someone else. And we're taught that this is always bad, right? Women especially are told these days, early and repeatedly, that talking behind someone's back is universally bad and gossip is mean girl stuff. And what you say about someone says more about you than them, blah, blah, blah. All of those things that we learn when we're young. And yet, most of us do it anyway. Yes, Most of us do talk about other people sometimes. We talk about other people's life decisions. We talk about other people's looks, good and bad. We talk about what people post online. We talk about what so-and-so said or did, or if your brain works like my brain, we analyze their motivations and what they really meant to say or do or post or wear. I think it's human nature to observe others and then share those observations. Now, I'm going to give us all the benefit of the doubt and assume that we are not talking about people in a mean girl way. That's not what this episode is about. The vast majority of the listeners to this show are adult females, and we are all past the mean girl phase, hopefully, and can discern the difference between insidious gossip and mean-spirited snark And know that what I'm talking about here is not things that are meant to harm, but it's also not meant to be overheard either. I'm talking about adult-level conversation with other people about other people. Let's not pretend that this doesn't happen. Let's just acknowledge that it does happen. But I want us to conjure a few of these recent conversations and see what we're really doing when we engage in talking about people. So first, I'm going to talk about how it makes us feel in our bodies when we do this. Then I'm going to share the occurrences that I've found myself in lately doing this and why I think it's happening. Observing these things about ourselves, like admitting, for example, that we said something ugly about someone because we were feeling a little insecure. This is not like a subtle shaming technique on my part. I'm not trying to tell us never to have conversations about other people. That's not realistic. I know that I'm still going to vent about people or analyze people, 
but seeing my own place in it gives me some awareness. It keeps me in a higher vibration when I'm in the middle of this type of conversation instead of sinking into like grossness when you feel icky afterwards because you've said something not so nice. So let's talk about how we feel when we talk about other people. Emotionally and physically, let's talk about these feelings. And while you're listening right now or thinking about this later, I really want you to come up with specific conversations, not just generalizations. This isn't philosophy class. This is like boots on the ground, actual real life actions, specific stuff. Maybe this is something that you can bring up in a friend group this episode or in the context of a certain friendship. If you have one that always turns to other people for conversational content, if you will, again, not to shame your friend group for doing this or not to shame your friend that you guys maybe do this together. It's not to be self-righteous. It's just an awareness. Okay, so how we feel. I'm going to name some of my emotions that I know come up when I talk about other people. Number one is jealousy. This is self-explanatory. I often analyze people that I'm jealous of. Now that is not always negative. Often I'm jealous in like an admiring way. I want to wonder out loud how they got there or came up with this idea or how they look a certain way. Like I'm really curious about it. And so I end up talking about it. It's not always that high-minded, of course, but often it really is. Another emotion that I'm feeling when I'm talking about someone else, annoyed. I do not want to be this way, but I am fairly judgmental. And my Enneagram ones, my fellow Enneagram ones will understand this. I can get uber annoyed when people don't make the life choices that I want them to make. So sometimes I find myself sort of like venting about that to other people if I think someone has done something dumb. A third emotion that I feel like comes up when I catch myself talking about someone else is relief. For me, sometimes it's an enormous relief to blurt out something that I've been thinking about but haven't said. It feels like pent-up emotion And there in the context of a safe conversation with a friend or family member, I can just say this thing finally that I've been thinking. It is like a relief to vent out this thing. And that might be one of my primary emotions when I am talking about someone is I just need to say something out loud. Jealousy, annoyance, relief. Those are three of the less icky feelings I get after being in a conversation that was full on about someone else. Obviously, there are other emotions that might follow a conversation where you said something about someone else, you know, guilt or embarrassment. There's lots of layers to this. But generally, and I hope this is understood here, these days I try not to sink into just terrible conversations about other people. That's just sort of not what my friend groups are like anymore now that we're older Now that we all have a lot more grace for one another just in general, but even when talk about others isn't totally terrible or ends up being sort of neutral, you can come away from it with a vibe that you feel in your body. And I think it's something to pay attention to. Do you feel guilty? 
Do you feel like that wasn't really your best self talking? Or if it was mainly the other person talking about someone else and you were listening, do you wish that you had interjected and steered the conversation elsewhere? I may have told this story before, I can't remember, but one time I was at a girlfriend brunch and it was a goodbye brunch for a friend who was moving and the conversation turned to sort of some gossipy things. And one of my friends, not me, by the way, but one of my friends said just very casually, hey, I don't want to spend our last meal together talking about other people. And it wasn't weird. We all agreed and we cheerfully moved on. But clearly this story has stuck with me as a stand-up way not an awkward way, to reroute the conversation and lightly remind us of who we are and who we want to be. And then we could end that interaction, that meal, on such a lovely note instead of getting in the car and feeling like, ugh, that wasn't great. That went south, you know? Okay, I'm going to give you three scenarios that I've specifically been a part of in the last few months when I was talking about someone else, but turns out... Upon further analysis, I was really talking about me. This episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast is brought to you by Sunbasket. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben free. It is also pH balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, and use code U-Y-O-U. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's Born, B-O-R-N, Shoes, S-H-O-E-S, 
com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. Sunbasket is a meal kit delivery service that offers clean ingredients and organic fresh produce. You can skip the grocery store and have delicious food ready to cook delivered straight to your door. I did this last week. I loved it. Sunbasket has delicious recipes for all kinds of dietary preferences, including paleo, gluten-free, Mediterranean, vegetarian, and more. They make it super easy and convenient with everything pre-proportioned and ready to prep and cook. You can enjoy a meal full of fresh and clean ingredients in as little as 15 minutes, no matter your experience level in the kitchen. Sunbasket offers several options each week for you to choose from so you can try mouth-watering dishes like hoisin steak strip lettuce cup with pickled daikon and carrots, roasted salmon with miso-glazed eggplants, black bean tostadas Diablo with cabbage slaw and guacamole. You can order any of the meals from across their weekly menu, skip a week whenever you need to, or even double up on your favorites. Our family tried two different Sunbasket meals last week, a butter chicken and a steak with roasted sweet potatoes, Everything got rave reviews. Bonus for me as a busy mom is both meals took less than 20 minutes and they were so easy and fresh. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $35 off your order when you go right now to sunbasket.com slash you, Y-O-U, and enter promo code you at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash you and enter promo code you at checkout for $35 off your order sunbasket.com slash you and enter promo code you. Okay, back to the show. So my three examples of talking about other people when I am really talking about me, we're going to look at this like it is a zoom in situation. We're going to start zoomed out with celebrity gossip, and then we're going to get all the way zoomed in with someone in my immediate proximity. So celebrity gossip. A lot of us enjoy the celebrity gossip. Who among us can't become momentarily captivated by pretty people doing interesting things? And this feels like the most harmless of situations when you're talking about other people because we actually do not know the people we're talking about. It's almost an entirely a speculative conversation. It's not going to personally hurt anyone that we've talked about it. And in some ways, this can actually be fun. Like, it can feel like these are not real people that we're talking about. Of course, they totally are. But I get the appeal of celebrity gossip, and we'll jump in one of those conversations faster than you can say mimosa. However, when does it start to get weird? When have you become over-invested in a stranger's life? When does it become more than eye candy or admiration or whatever? My confession here is that I have spent hours, and I mean to tell you literal hours of my life, on Voxer with a friend in the last six months, analyzing some celebrity drama. I mean, I do not think I've done anything like this since like Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston split. (laughs) Does that reference age me? Anyway, it's been years since I cared so much about a stranger's personal life. Part of it is because this quarantine season is slow and it's sort of nice to have this random distraction, a rabbit hole to fall down on the internet of Reddit threads and Facebook threads that doesn't have anything to do with like a global pandemic, for example. 
Also, I'm a person who fixates on things that I'm interested in, and celebrity gossip fits that bill sometimes. It's mindless, but it's interesting. And now here we all are with extra time on our hands for like a deep dive analysis to waste time on. But also, I've realized that there's something uglier behind it that's not great. Like triumph, maybe? that seemingly perfect people aren't so perfect. That is the wrong way to feel. That is not who I want to be. These are real people with real pain. But I find myself reading these threads of people being really nasty about celebrities on the internet. And there's a self-righteousness to it. Like, well, I would never have done what they're doing. Or I would never handle it this way if that were me. Like, I know better how to handle something publicly. I 100% assure you, I do not. But there it is. There's this weird kernel of self-righteousness to it. And maybe there's also an element of it being like a bonding thing among other fans or like any other kind of weird bonding moment of something on the internet. Or even with the friend that I was voxing back and forth with about it, like we were nitpicking all of those details together. It can be a way that humans bond in their shared opinion or fascination with something. So there is that element to it. But I noticed it and I'm telling you about it now. I realize it is not my best look, but also I'm not losing sleep over it either because talking about a celebrity behind their back, so to speak, behind their back, they don't even know you, does not bring up the same amount of emotions as, say, talking about someone you know. So let's zoom in on that a little. Have you been in a conversation about someone else in your friend group? Be honest. Was it disguised as fake concern? I'm guilty of that one, by the way. I've done that. Adult women sometimes get around slandering their own by pretending to be worried about them. I've been there. I recently found myself absolutely venting about an acquaintance with a trusted friend. And for a moment, there was some relief. Like I talked about before, it felt good to finally say something that up until then, I'd been too polite to say to anyone. But now, in a certain conversation, the door was opened a little bit, and I barreled through. And then afterwards, I felt so bad because... I didn't just sort of say my piece and then shut up about it. I kind of went on and on and on. It was wholly unnecessary. And it must have put the friend I was venting to in an awkward position. And in this case, it said a lot more about me than anyone else. It's fine if someone is not your cup of tea, but then it's on you to be healthy about it. To unfollow, to walk away, to decline an invitation, to stand up for yourself if that's what's needed. What I was venting to my friend about was a difference in opinion with someone. Actually, this was about COVID stuff, if you want to know the truth. And even though I disagreed with the acquaintance that I was venting about, what I was really annoyed with was not her. It was that I hadn't stood up for my own beliefs in a bigger group conversation. I had stayed quiet, which resulted into me later fuming about the person who had spoken up. So yes, we disagreed on something. And yes, maybe it's not the first time. But what I was really mad at was myself for staying silent. And it came out later in this sort of ugly vent rant. And I recognized it, like within a few hours. But by then, the damage was already done. 
I had not been my best self. And someone else got the brunt of it, both my friend who was listening to me rant, and then also the person I was annoyed at when it's not her fault that I didn't stand up for myself. See, I can actually kind of feel myself getting heated even as I talk about it right now. But at least I'm aware of it. I will do all parts of it differently next time, assuming that there is a next time. Which brings me to the next zoom in, the closest zoom in on this topic. Loved ones, family members, dear friends, a person that we're close to, either in a family or in a friend group, or maybe in a work situation that we talk about constantly. Now, I hate this example. I hate admitting any of this, but this is just something that goes down in families and in close friend groups. And it takes being aware of it to break the pattern. I feel like we often have those people or those dynamics that come up over and over again. A cousin's bad choices, a friend's marriage drama. It's just a topic that gets brought up repeatedly, either in the group as a whole or by you individually, because there's something about it that you're chewing on. You are verbally processing it through as a coping mechanism. But it's not always bad. My sister and I return to the same topics over and over and over again, and it is helpful to us, I think, to rehash things from our past because we are a safe place to one another to process through emotions with someone who gets it. I'm so grateful that I have a sister and that I have someone who lets me repeat basically over and over and over again my stories and opinions as it pertains to our family. But I have someone else close to me in my life that I've given a ton of energy to and not always in a positive way. I talk and talk and talk about this person. And I've realized this summer that not only is it unhealthy, it's based in fear. I talk about them incessantly out of fear. I'm afraid something's going to happen to them. I get on my high horse preparing for like a future I told you so moment I talk about this person out of concern and anger and mostly, mostly fear. I am afraid for them. I am afraid for me. I am afraid of like a future unnamed pain. And so I'm talking about them and I'm talking and talking and talking about them to my husband, to my sister, whoever. But really, I'm talking about me. I'm scared for them, and I'm scared for me. I see my bad choices in their bad choices. I recognize that my life could be their life at the turn of a dime, and so I get furious and mouthy and then sad and then annoyed. Now, that might not be why you talk about someone in your inner circle. You may have better reasons or worse reasons. You may be filled with envy for the person that you talk about all the time. You may wish that you were closer to someone, but you're not. And so that leads you to talk about them at length. We're all in different situations. We all have lots and lots of relationships that we talk about differently with different motivations, with different weights to these conversations. Not everything deserves this type of analysis, right? I know that I'm going to gossip with my friends sometimes. I know that I'm going to vent about family stuff with my sister sometimes, but I'm trying really hard to listen to what I'm actually saying 
when I talk about someone else. I'm trying to listen to what my body does when I talk about someone else. Do I cry? Do I clench my fists or the steering wheel? What is happening with me emotionally and physically when I'm having a conversation about someone else when there is emotion involved? Especially when it is repeated conversations, when the feelings are extra strong or you feel the need to talk about a topic or a person over and over again. That is your assignment this week. Think about specific people that you talk about and take your feelings to your journal or to a trusted friendship. This is crucial this week, a trusted friendship to think about why this comes up and what is really underneath it. Calling out your own insecurity or your own envy or fear, it might help you the next time that you want to try and make yourself feel better by talking about someone else. Maybe it will give you some pause. At the very least, it will make you aware of the mirror in your words. just listen to the 10 things to tell you podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10 things to tell slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 things to tell you. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.